Tubanites. This is your man, Tivo. Welcome to Lords of the Long Box. Hey, did you guys get uh, Kamala Khan's first appearance? Did you guys get She-Hulk's first appearance? Did you guys get Moon Knight's first appearance? Did you get Devil Dinosaur's first appearance? Because you know what? They all pop. Then when we come back, I'm going to talk about some more books that are going to pop. Shake and bake and pull it back. And just because you guys are so nice, you're going to get it twice. You're going to get the other one. What is going on, YouTube nights? This is your man Tivo. Welcome to Lords of the Long Box, episode 139, the Black Knight Report. It's been a minute, but we're back to holler at you kids, man. It is hot today. I saw there were 69 people watching, so I had to say, let's go live now. Uh, I got my man with me right here. Otto, say what's up to the good people. What's up to all my Autobots out there? We got a great show for you tonight. Thank you very much for all the subs and stuff like that. Three men in the basement's climbing. Lords of Long Box is climbing to numbers that they should be. So we're going to have a great show for you guys tonight. So thank you very much for joining. That's right. I also got my man, Nemesis Prime, a.k.a. the Vorant Variant Whore. I love whore. saying that. What's up, guys? Hey, look at everyone's rocking these Lords of Long Box t-shirts. Where can I get one of these? If you don't have uh, You know yet. what? I'm glad you asked because this show is sponsored by the geeky swag shop.com. Go to the geeky swag shop.com. Use the discount code of L O T L B. That's L O T L B for Lords of Longbox. Get 50, 15, not 50, maybe one day, but 15% off anything in the geeky swag shop, including these wonderful t shirts that we got on right now. They come in black, blue, and white. Also, this show is sponsored by our good friends at karascomics.com. Go to karascomics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get anything off of Karis Comics exclusives at that address you see below, karascomics.com forward slash collections forward slash Karis Comics exclusives. Let's get right to it. The news, boys and girls. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, we don't have time to say hello to everybody because uh, there's 104 of you in there right now. So I want to appreciate everybody who is uh, watching. Special shout out to all of our friends in Brazil. Uh, the channel's been retweeted a bunch of times by Portuguese uh, in Portuguese from Marvel Brazilian fans. So I just want to say to you all, obrigado, mi gente de Brazil. Gracias, and all that, and then some. Um, if you didn't know, actually, Lords of Longbox is mentioned on a Brazilian radio station for some scoops that we got. So much love to them. Shout out to all Brazil has got a huge, huge comic book community, man. They are booming. Maybe one day we'll go down to that Brazilian Comic Con. What you say about that? Let's uh, do it. Let's make a road yeah. trip. Damn, All right, so uh, you know what? Let's get right to it, boys and girls. Shout out to my man, Dark Side Jedi, holding it down in the live chat. He will be back with us possibly next week, and we'll be bringing back the funk. We can bring back the high production values of uh, you know, Wirecast and all that good stuff. Not the stream yard has been a very, very nice uh replacement for it while Ryan's been gone, but we're used to the high standards that Ryan sets. And when we come back next week, we're going to come back hard and strong. 
Oh, I like when I talk like that. <laughs> Sexy. Uh, <laughs> let's get right to it, boys and girls. The first news of the day is skadoosh. Yo, man, this was dropped on Three Men in the Basement, so I got further details for you now, man. Greg Berlanti is developing a Green Lantern core TV show for HBO Max featuring everybody's favorite Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner. Yeah, I know. I was like, you know, you thought I was going to say John Stewart or Hal Jordan. Anyway, Hal Jordan is hands off because I remember when I broke this into the three men in the basement, people got me. Uh, our, our buddy Manimal was really upset. He's like, why are some, you know, and I was like, you know, well, because Hal Jordan is off, is hands off, right? He's for the mm -hmm. movies, you know, so they got to use something for the TV show. So Hal, Hal Jordan is hands off. He's for the movies. John Stewart is already on Arrow with John Diggle discovering last season who he really is. If you guys have been paying attention, so we don't know where that's going to go. But uh, remember, John Diggle's father's name was. Um, uh, Stewart, so was, mm -hmm. watch out for that. Uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, will temporarily be seen during the Crisis crossover. So you got that to look forward to. Otherwise, he's being held back as uh, as well. So Rainer will be going with the Green Lantern alien. So basically, they're using the um, a working title of the Green Lantern Corps. They're going to be using Kyle Rainer because we all know there's a ton of different Green Lanterns they could choose from. So I, even though he may not be everybody's favorite, but at least we're getting some version of it. And being told it's going to be on HBO Max because that's the one that could give it the best budget. They don't want to have to put on CW because CW just wouldn't do it justice. You know what I mean? Uh, and so there is a book that to get on this, and I believe Otto can tell us. We want to get – that's right. We're looking at Green Lantern 48, uh, Kyle Rayner. This is the Emerald um, – Otto, lo lower your, your gain. It sounds – Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So this was the Green Lantern, the Emerald Twilight Story, very iconic cover that came out um, – in uh, 1994 and just a cool book you know i think rayner as a green lantern is better than not having any green lanterns so let's have some green lanterns let's have some you know some core and stuff like that it's just a good book to have to me like manimal said is one of the most vanilla of the green lanterns but again it's better than nothing and later this character becomes ion and this was a pretty good story you've got to cover with him and all the rings and stuff like that just a cool book to have and a good read if you enjoy the green lantern stuff so green lantern 48 is what you want to be looking for all right, and then uh, what we need to do here, for all of those who are new to the channel, so we're four comic book collectors, and so what we like to do when we talk about these things is we like to tell you about news that's going to happen that we're hearing is being discussed and get you in early in the ground level because we're comic book collectors and want you to go out there and be able to get these before the books get too expensive. And my man Justin is normally the ones that throws down the prices on these. What kind of uh, research did you find when you were digging up good old Kyle Rayner? You're on mute. So, so the nine eight um, sold for seventy eight bucks. The ninety day GPA came in at eighty two, and the nine six sold for one hundred. So you're looking at you know under a hundred dollars to get. That is books. a super cheap book, man. Yeah, yeah, super absolutely. cheap. Yeah, go ahead, and Justin. That, I think we can hear you now. Oh yeah, sorry. And uh, I mean, there was, I was checking eBay, and there was you know some nine point eights out there for eighty ninety bucks. So guys, we're talking about this now. You might as well just go buy this book now under hundred dollars. Get in that 9.8. Don't worry buying it raw, trying to slab it, getting that 9.8. Just go go out and buy it. it it's cheap. Yeah, it's simple. Go go out and buy it. And so for those new to the channel who don't, I, I keep on forgetting that sometimes people are new to this and that we're seasoned collectors would probably uh, 80 years worth of experience between us. <laughs> yeah. um, I've been collecting comics for 35 years. I, I know that's hard to sound because I'm 48 years old. I've been doing this since I was 13. I know Otto has been doing yeah. it for a good 25 something years. So yeah. sometimes we throw on these terms. Maybe other new users. I'm trying to 
because we knew uh, we have a new audience. So slabbing was when you take a comic book and you put it into CGC or CBCS and they grade it and encapsulate it. So when we say slab, that's what it means. When we say GPA, that's an average price of comic books. So there's a service called GPA analysis that gives you a 90 day average of what comics are selling for. So that you as the buyer makes a better idea of what something should be going for. So I hope that explains that. I hope we didn't lose you guys by throwing all these terms, but you know what? We're here to teach you too, man. Uh, so here's something else that's coming. That's pretty cool, man. Um, we don't really know which ones they are, but Greg, Greg Berlani is making a lot of moves right now. Uh, Greg Blaney is developing a, a new Birds of Prey TV show spun off of Batwoman from the CW. You remember there's a Batwoman series that's coming up. So Birds of Prey is now getting that. Here, this is, uh, for all you old school cats remember this. I know Otto does. I don't know if Justin does. Do you remember the original Birds of Prey TV show? Yeah, right, right. Yep. yep. That mm -hmm. back in like the early 2000s, man, that was one of the few things we had on TV for right. superhero stuff. It was that. And it was also. Uh, was that pre-Smallville? Do you guys remember that Mutant X yeah. show? It was based on like Alex. Uh, it was like Cyclops' brother or cousin or some crap like that. Uh, so what we're saying is uh, Greg Berlanti, DC is really trusting Greg Berlanti with their TV stuff. I mean, why shouldn't they, right? And we've been telling you now that they got HBO Max. They got a. They're they're seeing that. Hey, look at Disney doing this with the Disney Plus, with Hulu, and DC is like saying, Hey, you know what? We got CW. Uh, we gonna do this HBO Max thing. We got that HBO Max. When you get that, when you get that uh, subscription based streaming money, you can do a lot more stuff with it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, we actually have a spec book for this, uh, and believe it or not. Yeah. Um, when this one, you know, there may be some debate on this. So, um, what can you tell us about this book? I don't put you on the spot here. I don't think many people know about this book. Really, you don't know too much about this. I had to do some digging. This is Showcase 96, number three. This came out in uh, March of 1996. So, this it's is what's Showcase 96, as in the year 96. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I apologize for that. Number three. Yeah. And what's interesting about it is this is what they're calling the first Birds of Prey. But then in June of 1996, you had the first appearance of the new Black Canary and Oracle, which was Birds of Prey number one. So there's really two books, and there's some debate about it. So, so I, this I don't know which way to go with it. The first time Black Canary and Oracle teamed up together, which would eventually be Birds of Prey. So in essence, this is the first team up of them together. But if you look it up, they have, people will say this is the actual first appearance of Birds of Prey. Um, and I, I would gather that there's not much sales data on this. No, I mean, surprisingly, see, I, it, it's funny when you look at this book. When you look at these numbers, the last 9.8 sold for $81, but the 12-month GPA is way over that. The reason for that is because when they announced the Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey movie, everyone went out and bought this book. So that is why that GPA is so high. And the same thing on a 9.6. 9.6 is sold for 70 bucks, but the 12-month GPA, because it really isn't a 90-day GPA on this book right now, so we're looking 12 months back. So when they first announced that movie, they showed off some screenshots. They did that 15-second trailer. That's where these numbers are coming up and even higher. So again, yeah. we talked about it. This is like kind of the Hulk 180 to Hulk 181. But uh, as you know, as Tim said, this is where we're going with the first appearance of Birds. Yeah, of because you know why I, I like this because this is the more rare book. This is mm -hmm. the harder to find book. And the question, Johnny Boy, Harley Quinn uh, was not in the original Birds of Prey team. Uh, this was later after they became more popular. And Harley Quinn will not be in the TV show either. Harley Quinn is definitely a hands off on anything live action on TV. She is strictly for the big screen. 
Um, so that's not going to happen because I actually reached out to the Black Knight and asked him, you know, which Birds of Prima team are we talking? He says, probably Black Canary and Huntress. And there's always an Oracle, right? Uh -huh. There's always an Oracle. To, to be Birds of Prey, I'm pretty sure it's in the contract. It has to be Oracle. <laughs> um, so let's go to the next one. And this one is uh, shockingly this one, I, I thought I had accidentally leaked it or something. Actually, before that, let me go to this one, because this one, we don't really have any uh, sales data or any actual real comics to, but we got it as part of the scoop. Uh, it's kind of it was kind of like a DC kind of dump uh, or leak, not a dump, but a leak of kind of all the little things that they're working on. So right now we're finding out Arkham Asylum is being discussed for HBO Max as a dark R-rated TV series with just the villains and no Batman at all. So this will not be from Berlanti, at least not yet. And Man Bat is set to appear. Um, I was I was uh, really leaning toward putting Man Bat in here, but I really like I don't want to pull up sales data for Man Bat. That's really not necessary. I mean, you know, I <laughs> doubt Man Bat is going to be a major character, even though I have the first appearance of Man Bat, Good which book. is uh, Man Bat number one, I think, right? No, Detective Comics four hundred Neil Adams well, cover. Yeah. Ah, so now I should have done it. Damn it. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, they really want to stretch this out. I mean, I, I think they're seeing that they can do Batman stuff sans Batman, like uh, mm -hmm. Pennyworth. Re I'm really enjoying Pennyworth for what it is. I've never seen Gotham. I watched, I tried to watch first season. I just like, just didn't like it, but I know people swear by it. I know, I, I think maybe, I know Ryan was watching and he was like, you got to watch it. And I was like, man, there's just, nowadays it's like, man. There's just so much out there. That I, do I have time to catch up on how, however many seasons of it is? It's just kind of hard. But mm -hmm. um, I want to go through this, man. So this book, I was, so I was, uh, I don't want to blow up his spot, but one of, uh, oh, shout out also to, hold on, man. I want to send out a special birthday shout out to my man, Steve from Twitter. who said, hey, man, can you give me a birthday shout out? So shout out to SAO follower, uh, his Twitter handle. Named Steve, a Hellblazer, a Simran, and an otaku, otaku of many things. Happy birthday, brother. How that's a birthday shout out for you right there from the Lords. Um, so this one, one of, one of my uh, Facebook friends sends me just a, a screenshot of the book he got. I was like, and I didn't say anything. I was like, damn it. And I was like, he's going to ruin my show, man. I was like, <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's talk about this right here, man. Boom. This one is weird. This one is really weird. Super weird. Uh, but I'm hearing this from Black Knight that the the Paladin is being planned to become one of the heroes making guest appearances on the Moon Knight TV show. If you don't know who the Paladin is, don't worry. Well, not many people do. Uh, but he's kind of a mercenary who kind of turns good in the comics. I remember in, uh, maybe a few years ago there was like a Paladin like miniseries or something yep. where he was seen more like a uh, more like an anti-hero. So basically think of it this way. He's the yin to Moon Knight Yang, where Moon Knight is just going to be insane, right? He's just going to be kind of a nut job, and the Paladin is going to be guest appearing in his spotly. Now, I don't know how long the series is going to run on, on on Disney+. Plus. I would imagine if it's going to end up on Hulu. We're asking the Black Knight, by the way, the Black Knight is lurking in the live chat. You guys just don't know it. See if he finds out that it'll eventually end up on Hulu, where it can be more R-rated right now, because if it's on Disney+, Plus, Disney+, Plus has already said everything is is going to be PG-13 or oh, lower. Um, so that's interesting. But you know what? I like this book because the first it's appearance is the anniversary issue and like those, right? names on that. Yeah. Otto, look at the yeah. – that's the Hall of Fame credentials right there. This is right up my alley right here. This is 1978. Uh, Gil Kane did the cover. 
Uh, Jim Shooter actually did the writing. Carmine Infantino was a penciler. Klaus Jansen was the anchor, and he was a colorist. This is fantastic. And this was funny That's because- That's like Hall of Fame caliber is, cast of creators right there. Absolutely. On an anniversary issue, no less, he's on the cover. Uh, definitely a womanizer character, believe it or not. And that one story that you were talking about was Marvel premiere number 43, where he did the one shot. Um, he was also in a bunch of Marvel team-ups that you could see it. And he's just a pretty cool character because he's an he's a you know the, a mercenary. It has a lot to do with Kilgrave. So that 150, 151, 152 was a three-story arc that was pretty neat. And how um, they eventually, I don't want to tell you the rest of the story, but they eventually teamed up together. I want to ask you in the live chat, man, because this seems like, you know, Jim Shooter, everybody knows Jim Shooter from Marvel, but Gil mm -hmm. Keenan, Carmine Infantino, man, that's like a lot of DC but right. guys right there right yeah. coming over to a marvel book in like the bronze age that's pretty that's pretty crazy go ahead Otto. no i was just going to say um what you want to do is you want to read the three stories because it does bring uh kilgrave into it which is a great uh dc villain and they actually team up without telling you most of the story just good book to have good reads and it's an anniversary issue and here at the lords of the long box we love anniversary issues so just a cool book to have and justin yeah. what do we got for gpa on this well, that's actually really interesting. I mean, this book actually just sold recently for uh, I think it was on a nine point eight. Looked, I think it was a couple over a thousand dollars. If I'm not really? mistaken, yeah, it's really yeah. Interesting. Hold on, let me show the graphic. <laughs> Boom! Oh no, no, that was my bad, man. I, the no, we no, need Ryan right. back here. We need Ryan back here to be the producer of the show. Yeah, you're looking at a nine point eight last sold for four hundred eighty dollars, which was actually back in June. So as we say here on the Lords of Longbox, and Tim will tell you about the secret comic cabal of collectors, that this book, why would someone buy a 9.8 randomly for this book? Right. Exactly. And pay almost really $500 for it, right? Yeah. Why would you go out and buy it? And again, you know, we talk about this every week. The difference between one grade down completely just drops this book, and it was last sold in 2018 for $75. But that means that there's none up. To actually be bought so you know if you can find it in a good site in a good grade you might as well grade it up but and it's just a great book to have you know because you know cool first cover. Form, yeah i mean it's it's daredevil it's the bronze age carmen infantino jim shooter i mean jim shooter's the only guy alive that worked on that was right jim shooter's still around <laughs> no jim shooter's definitely still around he does the cons and stuff and he does yeah, the big jim shooter went up and he Absolutely. was editor-in-chief at marvel for a really for long, a long time, time. I mean, he was um, he was big in the bronze age he was no, hold on guys breaking news breaking news um black knight just sent me a message the reason for disney plus and moon knight uh, is because of the budget Disney Plus has the biggest budget of all their streaming platforms. And so that's why Moon Knight is going to be on Disney Plus. Uh, this is breaking as well. Uh, ready? Mm -hmm. should, I do, should I do my thing? Nah. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange is set to make a guest appearance in um, Moon Knight. Um, which oh, that's huge. Yeah. So Black Knight tells me their secret cabal of collectors have had the Paladin news since March. So... Right. Actually, did we talk about it? I, I'm pretty sure we talked about the Paladin one time. Like, uh, it was like a long-term spec. I think. Speaking of which, um, we have a long-term spec list that's coming up that we probably don't have time on this show, but we'll probably drop it as a uh, as a side video, probably Friday. We will just do like a quick ten-minute video, but we do have a, a long-term spec list. If you don't know what that is, it's a reverse reserve list that Marvel and DC puts on on characters that they want to put development on, like at the highest levels. If Feige puts on a, a reserve on it, that means Jeff Loeb can't touch it. If Disney or DC Studios puts our Warner Brothers Studios puts a hold on it, that means Berlante, CW, and anybody else cannot use it. So we got that one coming up. Here's an interesting one. 
uh, that we were going back and forth on about this, trying to find out because I gave up after a while because the reason why this character's first appearance is so hard to find um, is because it, they come from different timelines, realities, uh, universes. So let's talk about it, boys and girls. Nice. Dark. <laughs> yeah. So we're getting early plans, very early plans. There are early plans. They have Nighthawk debut in the Moon Knight TV series. There are a lot of moving parts right now with Moon Knight. Uh, if you don't know, Moon Knight comes from Squadron Supreme. Uh, there's a six one. There's like five different universe versions of Nighthawk on the screen right now. You see probably the two most popular versions. So you got remember the Squadron Supreme is the, the he premiered, and then and then Starhawk six one six or Nighthawk, excuse me, six one six end up appearing in the Defenders for a long time, right? Yeah. That newest iteration of him is like you know total rip off of the Night of Cows or what is the name of that dude in the the Batman series? Uh, oh, Talon. Talon. Looks, he looks just like Talon. That's like the street level Nighthawk version that came out uh, a while ago. Um, and so when you see the GPAs in this, you're gonna it's gonna blow your mind. Um, but I'll let Justin speak to that, and and then I'll talk about that book on the right. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> as you can see, man, nine point eight. This is early. This is early Avengers under one hundred. Last sold was twelve hundred and fifty dollars. There was no GPA, so that was no ninety day, uh, twelve months or even going back to three years because this is only one that's been sold ever, ever Jeez. guys. Hard book to find. I mean, yeah. I have, I have 69 and 70, right? I found the raw, but pff, good luck finding. I mean, they're like VF minus if the, and I, and I'm a snobby uh, condition whore. Right. So, mm. for, but you know, I, I found them at an LCS where the owner of the LCS had a brick thrown in his head. That dude, remember I told uh, you? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I found it there actually. So it's pretty funny. So here's the interesting I want to get to. That Supreme Power on the side there, number two, is a weird Max Comics that also features the first appearance of Kyle Richmond, the violent street level version that you see dressed up uh, in right here. This version mm -hmm. is the first appearance in this version of Supreme Power number two. So that's why I threw that up there. And there is no sales data on that. If you can find that book, just snatch it. <laughs> um, I believe so. Yeah. So Nighthawk and Moon Knight first appeared on the Defenders back in like the late 70s. If you guys don't have a never read like uh, Bronze Age uh, Defenders from like the 70s, they had the weirdest teams, right? Hellcat, the oh, Demon Cat, uh, Gargoyle, Gargoyle, mm -hmm. and they were yep. always fighting Surfer. these really, really crazy supernatural beings. And that's what Doctor Strange is on. It was one of my favorite books ever. It was called the the, the best non-team team ever. I mean, literally any comic, they, anybody could show up, right? They mm -hmm. would have these teams. Luke Cage was on there at one point. Uh, arguably the most powerful team ever was Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, the Hulk, and Namor. That is a oh. freaking team right there. Yeah, but those books that. are amazing, man. Shout out to Milton the Manimal. Shout out to Johnny Boy, Richie Taylor. I'll say what's up to everybody. Shout out to Who Dat Comics. We got 156 people watching right now. Wow. Shout out to everybody. Really appreciate it, man. Make sure you sub up the channel and hit like if you like the content. We come live to you every Wednesday. And if I have any breaking news, I come back to you even then. So this is the Black Knight Report. This is episode 139. We've been doing this for three years. They also just happens to be our channel got shut down. Right. But anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> Before we go any further, though, Avengers 69 is where go. that's it where privacy <laughs> that's where we have the issue so that's where nighthawk actually appeared in the last panel um of that book so he's actually appears in 69 and then 70 
is the first full appearance of it. So uh, Roy Thomas was a writer. Sal Buscema was the uh, artist. Just so you know that Roy Thomas, this is another Roy Thomas character that you always that we always talk about and uh, very interesting. So you want to get 69 and 70 if this is a character that you're going off. Coincidentally, I just picked one up on the new NY Warriors uh, um, live auction Gee, on Tuesday I night. Why, that's oh, why you, you threw know? that in, that this was actually the 69 is the first. That's appearance. right. Just to throw that out there. I'm sure uh, Biggie's going to give you a little text. In a I should about, ask yeah. Justin to pull up some sales data, see which one is actually. Now, well, it's it's yeah. it's it's a famous 180, 181 hook, Correct. 180, 181. What's yeah. the first appearance of Wolverine? Mm -hmm. The, we can have a whole episode about it. What's considered a cameo and what's not. To me, if a character shows up, doesn't speak, and they don't call them by name, to me, that's a cameo. Okay. You know what I mean? If they show up, they say their name, they speak, that's not a cameo anymore because you know who it is. That's the way I say it. But like a lot of times on these books that we talk about, it's not what uh, we're saying. It's what the mar market dictates. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's not a we didn't tell you it, we didn't we're not the ones that say well, Hulk one eighty one is the book to get. The market has dictated that book. Um, so there we go. Uh, for those who follow me on Twitter, I teased that I got a scoop, and I said, "I see you, Chris Claremont, and this is the reason why." And this may not even be the only reason why. If you stay tuned, I'm going to give you some more news. Kevin Feige is thinking about taking the Shelf Gambit movie and tweaking it for a Disney Plus miniseries. If you remember, the Gambit movie has been in, in purgatory forever. Uh, last we heard, our boy Magic Mike the Stripper was going to do it to the point where he wanted to make it happen. He wanted to be producer and everything. And 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 I think once the Sony Marvel deal came through, or the, excuse me, oh, did I say Sony? My bad. We don't say that word right now. Uh, the, the Marvel... Once the Disney Fox deal came through, and I think over the last few weeks, they talked about all the Fox projects that have been canceled, pretty much all of them. They're like, no, we're starting a clean slate. So I'm safe to assume Gambit. I bet the only one they didn't is Deadpool because of how popular he was. But at least now we're getting some iteration of it. And this is one of those books where shame on you if you don't have the first appearance because everybody should. I mean, it's been talked about forever. He had a first appearance in some of the early X-Men movies. It's Chris Claremont. What else? Right, Otto? Right. Uh, Chris Claremont, uh, Andy Kubert did the cover, X-Men 266, April 1988. Um, the, actually, the name of the uh, issue was The Sword is Drawn, and he's on the cover. He's got Storm. You see Andy's signature. This is where you have his first full appearance, and it's a staple for any X-Men. You should have it. Um, you know, I even actually wonder if Justin, being the DC guy that he has, owns this book uh, because he does still collect keys. <laughs> Justin, do you own this book? I actually do have this book. Yeah, look at that. See, so I do have this book. And you know what? You know why I do have this book? Because I have this book signed by the interior artist, Jim Lee. Oh, all right. Look yeah. at that. See, you never know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So is it Jim Lee or Jim Lay? Because I I thought it was Adam Kubert, not Kubert. 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 <laughs> Kubert. <laughs> so here we go the grammar police. So yeah. just Adam Kubert. So no, it's Kubert, like Kubert. It, it's Kubert. the Kubert report. Okay, Kubert report. Right. So what do we got for numbers on this, Justin? Talk to me. I mean, this book is crazy. When you looked at GPA, so last one sold for $385. 90-day GPA was $380. Do you know how many sold in 90 days? 71 copies. This book constantly sells, but it doesn't sell for a really high amount because it's a 90s book. Right. And then yeah. the 9.6 is, they drop off again. They drop halfway. Uh, 90 day GPA is again, 175. So, but this book is all over the market guys. I mean, you can walk into your local LCS. I'm sure you can find one. If I have not, one sitting just on my nightstand right next to my desk right here. <laughs> I swear to God. I, mean, I, I just need to grab it, but um, yeah. Right. I mean, but this to, book you have, 
you have talked about this book even before I've joined Lords. I mean, you've been talking about we've been talking about Gambit on the Lords for almost two years now. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah, an easy it spec book. It's just gone all over the place, and you wonder if this is affecting the steam of it. If it's dead, if it's not, I'd like to see which way they go with it. Hopefully, they get the right casting. I don't know what to say about this. I mean, yeah. and the thing know. about this book is there. I mean, um, there was no variants back then. It's just this, yeah. and that's it. You know yep. what I mean? I mean, that's it. That was the beauty of the, you know, for the variant craze. Nowadays, you get a modern book, you're like, ah, uh, this is the regular cover, but where's the variant? Where's the one of 50? Oh, speaking of which. Oh, Manimal, real quick. Manimal, Manimal's got it. Talk about the X-Men Annual 14, another cameo first appearance market situation. I totally agree. Yeah, right. I went with this one because this one is the what the market has dictated. Oh no, of course, right? yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But you know, that's the same thing that we we always talk about, which which right. is the first appearance. Yeah, because right. you know, it's it's you know what Manimal's bringing up is the X Men Annual fourteen is another kind of cameo of Gambit, and there's mm -hmm. a whole bunch out there. People can you know argue blue in the face about uh, um, what is that Spider Man two thousand ninety nine, where they show mm -hmm. the what is it Amazing Spider Man the black hologram cover is also yep. the first appearance people can talk about like you know an advertisement for something hell yep. there's a comic book that shows superman before action number one correct yeah i'll have to pull that up i actually did a video about it one time there was an advertisement of superman coming and they said in coming in action comics number one so literally that literally is the first ever appearance of superman before Action Comics. It was two months before Action Comics came out, and I remember it was auctioned. Not nearly worth as much, mm -hmm. but they're they're saying that's it. Um, so we'll see, man. Uh, here's some other cool news, man, that's being dropped uh, by my man, the Dark Knight. Oh, excuse me, the Black Knight. Dark. We've been talking so much DC stuff. I'm getting brainwashed, man. Uh, my man, Nick Fury. A Nick Fury TV show is being considered for Disney+. Plus. Man, they Disney really they can do anything they want now over disney plus they have a huge platform the only question is which version of nick fury are we going to get are we going to get a young nick fury we're going to get an old nick fury um hold on one more thing the uh, damn it i just got this right now so this is breaking do, 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 do. Um, uh, black knight just told me that the gargoyle gargoyle is going to show up in the hulu with along with the spirits of vengeance i wish i had that first appearance right here i'd tell you what it is uh anybody in live chat has that first appearance of gargoyle go ahead and shout us out with that and uh, we'll give you a marvel no prize um trying to get more details on this we all know nick fury is huge i would like to see a young nick fury you know what i'm saying um you know and i don't know you know because now, you know, Disney Plus does get the MCU level actors for all their shows. So it could be, um, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. But it'd be awesome to see a young version. Let him, you know, instead of Director of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., something along those lines, you know, it'd be awesome. Like, uh, like I'm still waiting for a Howling Commandos TV show. Like, yeah. uh, remember what, what came of Agent Carter when they were right. on there? I was like, man, give me dumb, dumb Dugan, man. Come on now. Give it to me. <laughs> All right, yeah, so, I could definitely see. I could see a, a younger, younger version of Nick Fury leading a different team that's non superheroes. That's exactly yeah. what I think. Right, Black about. Ops kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah, shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, Comics Miss Explained, Jason Smith, Biggie Shack, Johnny Dakota, 90MF Comics, uh, the uh, Jacob. You, I can't even say that. Uh, thanks. <laughs> shout out Tony Sanders. Michael Hasselhoff, uh, Michael Hasselhoff as Nick Fury again. Oh my God! You know <laughs> what? Oh no, yeah, he is already in the MCU. I mean, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Remember that? Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. so you never know. I mean, if Nick, if 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 uh, David Hasselhoff can bring peace to Germany, he can do anything. <laughs> For those who are my, uh, me and Otto's age, remember yeah. that you know uh, David Hasselhoff was credited for taking down the wall the between East and West Berlin. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. I save the biggest news I feel uh, for last. Um, And this is what I actually tease on my Twitter. So this is what's coming. And this isn't anything on the Disney Plus or Hulu or TV. This is coming to the MCU. We talked about this, I want to say two months ago, that we told you, look out for Excalibur. Kevin Feige is a big fan of Excalibur. And he wants to do something with Excalibur. Well, here's the skinny on this. This is how the Excalibur movie is going to happen. The Black Knight, who's going to be, not our Black Knight, but the Black Knight played by Kit Harrington, that's going to be in the Eternals. The Black Knight will be spun off from the Eternals into his own franchise. Marvel Studios has been developing Excalibur as a fresh take on the X-Men. Based on the Chris Claremont Alan Davis series, the movies will feature the Black Knight with Shadowcat, Captain Britain, Psylocke, and Nightcrawler. The tone will be completely different than anything in the MCU series influenced by it'll be influenced by things like Doctor Who, Time Bandit, Bandits. Uh, let me say that again. Time Bandits is a great movie. Time Bandits and even Monty <laughs> Python. So this is going for a specific demographic of the UK. So this goes to all that spec we've been hearing about Captain Britain and this, that, and the other. We got a what if with uh, Peggy Carter holding a, the Union Jack's uh, shield, which looked freaking awesome. And this is the first appearance. I don't know if how many people actually know this is the first appearance. And they think it's Excalibur number one. But go, I'll let you talk mm-hmm. on this, Otto. No, it's not. It's Excalibur Special Edition number one. Um, and this is Tom DeFalco was the editor. Alan Davis was involved. Chris Claremont loves this. Chris Claremont loves Excalibur. So that's the book that you want to be going after, the special edition. And it's not too hard to find. Then after that, uh, five months later, you had the Excalibur number one, which is the iconic cover with all of them on it. So and it this was, book is, yeah, and this is, if you look at the price on it, it was four fifty because it was a special. Um, I guess I want to say deluxe format. So if you guys mm-hmm. think about Kingdom Come or The Killing Joke, that same type of bond yeah. right there. Yeah. The reason it's hard to find them in nine eights is to read them. I mean, you had to just pry a thing open and automatically increases in it. Because the only way to read it without damaging it is you have to open up the pages literally like four pages, four inches apart from each other because of that special edition. Go ahead. (laughs) No, that's it. It's just, you know, it's very hard to find. Everybody thinks that Excalibur number one was the first appearance, but it's not. Um, And I don't even know if there's any sales data, Justin. Did you find anything about this at all? Yeah, there is sales data, but you know what's interesting? And before everybody jumps all over us, this is not the first appearance of all these characters. This is the Correct. first appearance of this team. Excalibur. So the right. first time that they were all yeah. together, called themselves Excalibur. So last sold $9.854. Great book. It's, it's an awesome it, book. It's a, it is a wonky story. Uh, when I was in the middle, this was at the height of my collecting because I was mm-hmm. a young adult at that time. So 88. So I think that came out in 88. So I was, I was a good 17 years old and I was buying up all kinds of stuff. And this was, you have to imagine the late eighties. It was, it was the X-Men hype of everything. Anytime yeah. the X-Men made a guest appearance in a comic book, uh, it would blow up. Right. Uh, just and random appearances, right? They would show up in a Micronauts and that Micronauts book got hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when they got together for a new, if you got to remember the X-Men title went on and on and on forever and ever without anything new. And then Jim Lee came, um, Jim Lee came out the new X-Men and then you had X-Factor, which was the original X-Men. And then you had Excalibur, which took them to the UK. You had Captain Britain. You had that Megan chick who was a weird shapeshifter, uh, Rachel Summers, 
Nightcrawler. And then I remember these weird aliens that were shape-shifting. It was just a weird, tripped-out story. And I, I think uh, Manimal was just talking about how he read and he hated it, you know. But it was definitely a product of his time where they wanted to do something different and weird with it. But um, that's it, boys and girls. So I'm going to say, man, that's that's great. I, you know, because we haven't gotten a lot of MCU proper news. When I say MCU proper, things coming to the big screen. But this is one of them, and that's pretty big. Well, this is important, too, because if they're going to bring the Black Knight into it and Kit Harrington, and there was somebody that was bashing, I think it was your girl, Grace Randolph, who said, what a waste to bring Kit Harrington and only in for one movie. But they've got a plan, and if they keep the Black Knight around, you better get that Avengers book, too. But it just would make perfect sense to bring this up. So just a great character. Uh, it's cool stuff, too. And that's it, boys and girls. Uh, I would uh, take questions from the live chat, but, you know, I'll answer whatever I can. But you know what? We got stuff we got to do. It's hot outside. Mm -hmm. I don't have any more news on the Sony uh, Disney deal, which is a good thing because they're still working at it. But uh, hopefully a deal is getting closer. So I don't have any new news. If I do, I'll do a video as soon as I can. But I will try to do a recap video probably in like tomorrow where I just post all the graphics that I did. And these are the books you should look for. And I do normally do it to some fat beats in the background so I don't have to go on camera. And it's an easy way for me to put the information out there consolidated. You get to see what comics you should get because we're here to help you as a comic book collector. You know what I mean? We're collectors. We're not professional mm -hmm. journalists or anything like that. We just happen to know somebody who knows some people who know some other people and get this information. <laughs> and we called She-Hulk. We got Kamala Khan, we got Moon Knight, we got Devil Dinosaur. Still waiting for that Dakota North news to pop. <laughs> we need that to pop. Let's go. I got a bunch of Dakota North books. I need, <laughs> I need that news to pop, man. Um, will Peggy Carter be the official MCU Captain Britain? No, the Peggy Carter thing is a one-off what if. Uh, you know, and it's a one one-off what if uh, animated series. She's not going to be the official MCU Captain Britain. I don't know. And that's something else changes, but it's just a cool thing that they're paying homage to in the animated series. But so far, nothing. I mean, they want to go. Captain Britain's been teased. If you watched Endgame, she teased the name Braddock. Uh, and that was right when Tony Stark visited his father. Remember mm -hmm. that scene? And, yep, yep. He's, uh, uh, no, and then uh, Chris Evans goes in the office and he sees what's her name in there. And she's talking to somebody. And she actually says Braddock, something about a mission or something or other. Went off the grid um, or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got those, man. So, all right, guys. Anything in last words? Justin, anything last words? Uh, yeah, just check out my latest unboxing video with Dave in the Cave this past Monday. We did an impromptu show. He had a bunch of Spidey books. We did it real quick. So uh, go check that out. It's on the Three Men in a Basement channel. Um, and that's all I got. I want to thank everybody actually for hanging out with us this Wednesday night. Otto, what do you got? Nothing. We got a second. Let me, let me answer this. Um, I did hear about an Inhumans reboot. And what are the chances of Daisy and Yo-Yo coming to the movies? I don't, I don't know about Yo-Yo, but I know for sure Daisy is coming. That's Quake, and she's going to be not – I don't know if – she'll eventually be all part of Secret Wars, but she's headed off into Agents of Sword uh, is oh. her – that's where she's heading out. She's not done. Uh, Daisy Johnson, Quake, uh, Chloe Bennett, whatever, she's uh, – She's a big, huge actor, or at least a hot commodity right now. So Disney wants to use her for some more stuff. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm trying to answer some questions here. Hold on. Uh, maybe Brian Braddock as Captain Upcoming Excalibur, Psylocke as Cap. Yeah, I mean, Brian Braddock and Psylocke is, is, Psylocke is his sister uh, or somebody. So like when you go back and you, t you read Captain Britain and all the weird stuff that's going to. Um, oh, I just uh -oh. forgot. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I just saw Milton the Manimal. Go ahead, Otto. No, I was just going to say thank you very much for watching. We have quite a few guys in the live chat. Three Men in a Basement really appreciates it. Um, we've got tons of books at uh, CGC right now from Terrificon. I just picked up my Baltimore airline ticket. So Justin and I, and I believe Bernie1869, will be at the Baltimore Comic Con. So can't wait to meet some of you guys from the YouTube and IG community. We'll be posting um, as we get closer to that. Also, if you live up here in the Northeast in the tri-state area, September 21st is our second annual comic swap. It's going to be at a local pub in Newington, Connecticut, and the descriptions are in some of my Three Men in the Basement videos. And thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for subscribing. We're having a great time with this. We put a lot of time and effort into this to make it work, and uh, we're glad that you guys enjoy this. And you know, comic collectors is what we are. We're not news speculators or anything like that. We just want to keep you guys informed. So thank you very much for watching. Now we're comic book speculators. Yes. We don't report the news. We try to break the news. And right. then if we're wrong, we'll tell you we're wrong. Uh, right, absolutely. We did get Donnie Yen wrong. Uh, we did say Donnie mm -hmm. Yen was going to play the Mandarin, but uh, ended up being Tony Lung, and you know that fell through. But at least we heard he was in talk for it. And I'm actually that was the one I'm most upset about. I really wanted to see Donnie Yen in a Shang Chi movie, but it could still happen, and maybe you'll get another role or anything. Because there's only been very little casting on the uh, Shang Chi movie, so we got Aquafina, Tony Lung as the Mandarin, uh, a couple other cats, but you know expect it a lot more. And I'm really after watching Wu Assassins, The Warrior, and Cinemax. Uh, and some other things, man, I really have hope that, you know, Marvel's going to step up their game because they can't let TV shows and streaming services have better martial arts than they do on the big screen. Right. That's right. Yeah. No way, that man. That's on my, that's on my watch list. I got to hit that up this weekend. What's that? Woo Assassins. It's on my uh, my watch list. It's goofy, but the storyline is goofy, but the action's really good. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. It's got really good fight scenes. If just. Try not to pay too much attention to the story because you're like, what the hell? <laughs> but it's really like if you watch Hong Kong fantasy martial arts films, you know, like Shaw Brothers and, and from the 80s and 90s, you know, it, it, you know, suspend a, a belief a little bit. I mean, you know, you should suspend belief anyway when you got guys are kicking you through your chest and shit. But it's pretty good, man. I really dig it. Uh, yeah, the raid. It's the guy from Eco Iwas who played. He was in the raid. Uh, fun fact: He was also in the Force Awakens for about uh, two minutes, and uh, we didn't get to see him do anything. So that's a shame. But thanks for joining us, everybody. We will be back again uh, next Wednesday at the same time to at the Black Knight Report. And as always, if I get any breaking news that's really big, I will come in live just as I did with the Sony Marvel deal. If we have anything on that, also. Obrigado, mi gente de Brazil. Thank you very much for all the support on Twitter and on Brazilian radio. The Lords of Longbox were featured on a Brazilian radio, I was told. So shout out to you Thanks. all. Until as next time, boys and girls. Shake and bake and pull it back. Oh my god.